welcome back. We love you. Hi, you guys. Um, we are dealing with some technical difficulties, but it's fine. It's fine. We're fine. It's totally um, fine. It's not our final episode or anything. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> welcome to our last episode. This is our final hurrah for the season. So if you're listening to this, Hopefully, you've been able to travel through with all of the different things, the different guests, the different subjects, um, and here we are wrapping it up. So anyway, for this last episode, we really wanted to bring the girl gang together that has made this season happen, and so we've included our friend and our audio fairy Nicole Spolerit. She has dealt with all of our just bullshit on the mic and fixing our ums and our likes. We do not sound as beautiful as you think we do. So she's been doing all that. And honestly, she's someone who, especially for me, Nicole's my best friend. And I talk to her all the time about just so many different subjects and Angela is in the same boat. And so we were like, you know what? We just all three need to have a conversation on mic. So what we decided to do today was pull together some different quotes or different uh, subjects or things that have been inspiring us or making us think or whatever, and just throw it into the ring. And we're just going to live reaction to each other's and kind of allow the conversation to unfold as it should um, and leave room for whatever magic's going to happen tonight. So anyways. Hi guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited to be here. Honestly, usually it's just me in the studio. Mm-hmm. So now I get to actually like have somebody talk back to me when I'm just <laughs> listening in versus me just talking to myself in a studio. Yes. It's so real. Um, So we're genuinely pumped to have all three of us on here and just have a casual episode of just chatting it up to see whatever comes out. So I don't know, neither do the other girls, but I don't even know what their quote or their subject is going to be about. So I think this is going to be really fun to see what happens. So, all right. Um, One of my favorite books is Bird by Bird by Anne Lamott. And, uh, which one of you has read this? Yeah, I read it recently. Okay. Yeah. So, and you liked it, right? I definitely did. It's definitely something I can pick up and put down. It's a book about writing, but it's also a book about her life. Yeah. And it's amazing. Like one of my top 10 books, um, just as someone who enjoys writing too, but I think it's just practical advice for life, but this, when I read this, I underlined it. And, um, when we were kind of talking about, oh, we're going to you know, throw something into the ring of something to discuss and think about that book immediately came to mind for me. And so I leafed through things that I'd underlined and this came up for me. Um, so perfectionism is the voice of the oppressor, the enemy of people. It will keep you cramped and insane inside your whole life. And it is the main obstacle between you in any first draft. I think perfectionism is based on the obsessive belief that if you run carefully enough, hitting each stepping stone just right, that you don't have to die. The truth is that you will die anyway, and that a lot of people who aren't even looking at their feet are going to do a whole lot better than you and have a whole lot more fun while they're doing it. (laughs) Straight to the gut. (laughs) 
No, but I, I feel like I have been struggling a lot lately with this idea of just throwing caution to the wind with perfectionism. I have been kind of waffling in between this thing of like, okay, you need to let go and go with the flow of what's happening. Right. And just trust in the process. And then the other half of me, great. (laughs) The other half of me is completely white knuckling, like, okay, I need to, I need to do X, Y, and Z to secure my future and things to go the way I want them to go. And I can see how perfectionism can stunt your enjoyment in the process of what is unfolding, what has already been chosen for you. And so anyway, I just wanted to see what came up for you guys with that. Well, I, okay. I loved the last part where I was talking about, there's going to be other people that aren't even looking at their feet and, and having more fun and doing better than you. It's such like a shock to the system of like some realism because Mm -hmm. honestly, there's some people that just fly through class and they get an A and they didn't have to study. And then there's other people that are like working, working, working hard for it and maybe still not getting an A. And like, that doesn't mean anything about any aptitude or whatever. It's just, that is just the way life is. Like some things come easier to other people and that doesn't mean it should keep you from any of your dreams. And that actually just helps me with my perfectionism really to just know like you'll never get there. Like it's never, you'll Mm -hmm. always be someone richer or better or create more creative or whatever it is that holds you back from even starting. Like that risk is always going to be there, but the voice is, my goal is to make that voice quiet enough to where it doesn't stunt my growth in trying. Yeah. 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 And I think honestly, like just knowing all three of us, I can see how often perfectionism keeps us from like going after the thing that we really want. Yeah. (laughs) Go ahead, Nicole. (laughs) Oh no. I mean, it's, it's just so true. But the funny thing I think (laughs) (laughs) for me is how lonely it feels as I'm listening to this I'm thinking oh other people also have the same issue you're like you know what now I'm gonna run across these stones just (laughs) cross-eyed because apparently we're all just like put on your bandanas girls we're going for a crawl (laughs) no honestly so no that is like but I, I think watching the different things that you guys have wanted to pursue and then won't do in the big and small ways purely because you're like, oh, this may not be perfect or someone else might be doing this better. Mm -hmm. I mean, it kills me. And I know I do that too. Yeah. So the fact that all three of us do that and yeah, it's just interesting. I don't know if you can relate to this, Angela, but I was having a conversation with Kendall. I think it was like last January, I'd come in to visit uh, for a little bit. And do you remember me asking you, Kendall, how do you do it? Because I actually find you to be somebody who excels in putting out a rough draft. Mm. Do you remember this conversation? And Mm -hmm. I was like, how do you do this? How do you actually produce the amount of work you're doing? I can't even get to the rough draft. And you were like, you just got to submit the draft. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's why I love that she says first draft. Like, yeah, 
perfectionism holds you from your first draft. Even later in the conversation, like if you go further down in the quote, she talks about how every first draft is a shitty first draft, but like we can't even get to the the shitty first draft because of perfectionism. So like you never even get to the good draft. But no, I remember this conversation, Nicole, and I feel like you just have to put it out there and... Nah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, it's like, well, spiraling. I, yeah. <laughs> Putting it out there. I mean, it always comes back to that. That was like a big theme in season one. And also in this season, it's just like create more than you consume, put it out there. If you, if you're already overthinking it, it's too late. You need to release it and let it breathe with other people. Like these keep coming up. And if you guys have tired of us hearing about it, it's just cause we, we keep needing to hear it. And we're hoping you guys, if you've stuck along, need to hear it too, because we all still need to be reminded of the push that we need. And honestly, when me and Kendall were talking off mic this week, we were like, what was different about season one? Like, we're just as excited. We have just as many life changes. Like we have other things going on. Like the similarities uh, between the two seasons are, it, it's just an energy wave that you have to stay in this creative mm-hmm. wave and you can hop off and you can hop back on and you can have a slump where you're feeling like you're not creating and then you get back in and then in all of this, but like, it's just the, it's, I guess it's just the showing up and, and mm-hmm. trying and just, well, I think it, the reality is it's all a first draft. Yeah. Like, season, like, yeah. It's like, you know what I'm saying? Like even every single episode, is the first draft. Mm-hmm. Every new season, every th- new season in our lives, like it's all a first draft and we're so scared of looking dumb mm-hmm. in our first draft. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Or like over-enthusiastic. Like we're like, we're really excited about this and someone else is like. <clears throat> or sometimes like, do you, you guys know? ever get like, okay, I'm very time oriented and I hate being late and I will like be the person that's usually at the restaurant early. And then I'll have friends that just like are not worried and they stroll in like when, when the tide brings them in. And I have this so like, I'm like, it's like, makes me like I hate those people. No, I know. But it's just, it, but it's like how blissful to live like that. Like I like, sometimes I just like feel like I want to shadow into that and it would make me just exhale, like take a big deep breath out and like relax a little more. Like I feel like sometimes my perfectionism comes in and like, I have to be there on time. And I I mean, I have to leave the house. Like sometimes it's just like, why don't I just drink this coffee for five more minutes? And it's like, it'll be all right. Like, I know that's a small Mm -hmm. example, but when I'm really attracted clearly to the last part of that quote, when she's like, some people are having more fun than you get in the arena. Like totally (laughs) make it happen. Well, well, it was even, I remember reading a quote one time that was talking about um, how, how hard we are on ourselves is typically how hard we are on other people. Like that those two are correlated and that, if we hold a level of perfectionism for ourselves that we're not holding that like fun space for other people either. Like no matter Mm. what, no matter what we are being hard all across the board, which leaves that sense of ease and fun out of it. Where someone who's strolling in like those people that are like that, who are just strolling in, whatever, if you were late to something, they're like, I don't care. Yeah. Or if you were like, Oh, I like, you know, you like apologize for turning something in. They're like, oh, this is great. Wonderful. 
Yeah. You know, it's like if they have a sense of ease with themselves, they have a sense of ease with other people. And when you're hard on yourself, you're so hard on other people that you perceive that you have to then be perfect because of how hard you're upholding other people. Mm, yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like a vicious cycle. I don't even know if there's a conclusive thought on this one. I just was, it hit me in the gut, man. For sure. (laughs) Nicole, what you got? What you got over there? What quote do you have? I was reading this book and I just keep going back to it in my mind. And so I I just wanted to share it with you guys. Um, And it's kind of a broken up series of a quote here, but it says, signs that your inner narrative is outdated, limited, or simply incorrect. Your self-concept is an idea that you've spent your whole life building because your brain is trying to confirm a bias that's working to affirm your pre-existing beliefs of yourself. Okay. So that, uh, that plays perfectly into what I was going to bring to class today. So I, I'm just going to like kind (laughs) of hot mine it because what I've learned. (laughs) So this is a direct response to what you just said, but, um, I am, recently working at a new job in mental health and I got to shadow, I got the opportunity to shadow a group therapy for adults um, at the clinic that I work at. And there was about six or seven adults. And then the first half is two hours of processing time where everyone can just vent whatever they feel like and collaborate with each other. Yeah. Collaborate with each other, (laughs) feedback and encouragement. That's amazing. And then the second part is a skill that could over, like could help people in what they brought up in class today. So this week it was talking about, well, we use um, the intervention that we use is called CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy. And a mm-hmm. huge part of that is this is going to sound medical and like clinical up top, but I promise I'll drill it down. So cognitive distortions is what we are talking about. And it's, it's mistaken beliefs. And one of the most amazing things that I learned from this is that a lot of times your brain will hand you something that has served you in the past to protect you that you have outgrown. And that is your thinking trap. That is your thought cycle that you are stuck in. That is a mistaken belief and a cognitive distortion that is impeding in your day-to-day like growth. And we all have them and they all surface in various ways. And I can get into that, but it is wild, right? It's exactly what you said, like affirming our inner conscious beliefs about ourselves. Does that make sense? Did I get to- I'm literally, no, I am like sitting here like, F my life. What have I been doing? <laughs> well, I haven't like, even given you examples yet. <laughs> I'm, you're like going to feel, here like, you're oh, gonna feel personally, you're gonna like, feel personally no. attacked at some of these, like the way that our brains are tricky. Okay. But it's also kind of comforting in a way because our brains are so smart. It, they try to protect us. So it really is like a way of self-preservation. And in some of these stories, it's sad, you know, it's like trauma and like, um, you know, walking on eggshells so that somebody else doesn't react in a very like impulsive way. And so your brain teaches you the way to, what to say to make sure that that person, like some of it is, is pretty sad and pretty layered and pretty years and years in the making and ingrained, but it's also positive because that means if it's a cycle, it can be broken. And if it's a cycle, it means it can change and it can rotate and it, we can turn it on its head and it, we can untwist it. So like there's, I don't know. It is honestly, though, one of the most beautiful things because there are so many like different parts of us that maybe feel broken or we're struggling with, or if you have like a physical ailment, maybe you feel really trapped in that. But the thing about the brain is it is so ready to be healed and it is just Mm -hmm. waiting for like these new signals to be aligned and fired. 
and it's something you can do. Like when I started learning that I could change like those coping mechanisms that were no longer serving me, it was so freeing because it also made something that's just me. This is something that my brain is doing that I can fix. Yes, mm -hmm. exactly. That's uh, you're right on the money. Number one way to untwist is identify the distortion and see that it's happening. That's step one to even know like, okay, my brain right now is lying to me. It's serving me something that helped me in the past. I have outgrown it. Like even just the identification is healing and that is a growth and that's steps. I think that that is so amazing. And something that Nicole had even talked to me about before this week was that the person that we work on right now is the woman that we are in six months to a year. Like the work that we put in to rewire those um, beliefs or uh, the synapses of how those things come together. If we can heal that and rewire it, that becomes the person we are in six months to a year. And so when Nicole was talking about it, she's like, I am who I am because I did this work in the last year. And then we were talking about, oh man, we forget the work that it takes to, to maintain what we've conquered. Like, I think that that is the trap is that we, you know how we say, oh, it's things that we've outgrown. Well, we will go back to those things if we don't constantly put the work in mm -hmm. to maintain the thing that we have. Like we keep up leveling in our life, right? Just because we're growing and expanding and leaving skin behind that's too small, right? And then we get to the next level and we're like, okay, we'll take a little break. Yeah. And that changes the woman that we are in six months if we take a break too. It's like we have to stay in it and constantly stay on top of the way that our brain wants to revert back to this old narrative. Yeah, Ken. Whoa. Isn't and you always see your work pay off so much later. Like when mm -hmm. you're already living it, you're like, oh, I was dreaming about doing this and now I'm doing it or a part of it, or I can see a snippet of the person I want to be and, and it's like embodying it today and all of that. Like hindsight's 2020, baby. <laughs> baby. <laughs> but it is planting the seeds, you know. But it's crazy, like watching the work that both of you guys have done over the last like year or so and watching it actually become what you are now. It, it shows me that this is real because not everyone that I'm connected to is doing the work. And I get it. It's hard. Just living normal life is hard. So then rewiring yourself to allow yourself to thrive is really aspirational, but it takes a lot of work. But I have seen both of you guys do the work to be able to encompass that, you know? Yeah. And I think the listeners too can like see the evolution of that, you know? Yeah. Wow. That's really nice. Thank you. I yeah. we feel the same. We feel the same about you. We're all, we, we just got to stay in the fight. We got to stay in the fight. Let me finish up here with the CBT stuff that I learned because I just think that these are cool takeaways for us. I feel like this will help give some context. If you're like, what is that? Like wh how, I don't know if I'm doing that or not. Here are the ways they like rear their little head. And we all do these things. And it's what's interesting too is each person listening will relate to different ones that I'm about to read to you. Yeah, I'm like, Angela, fix me. Take me to yeah. church. Well, these are just, okay, these are just the ways, these are the distortions, okay? And then at the after this, I'm gonna list some ways that can help us with our distortions. So here are the ones that we do. 
magnify our mistakes and minimize our achievements. Mm, bingo. Overgeneralizing. <laughs> I'm always, <laughs> yeah, I'm never creative. I'm always late. I'm always hung up on this, like using superlatives, like always and never. That is a distortion. That no, those are, those are no-goes in my house because of how often I overgeneralize. Like yeah. Clint, Clint said, we do not use the word always or never because yeah. those are my two favorite words. Yeah. So are you attacked by this list? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I can tell you for a fact I'm not healed. Continue. All right. So magical thinking. This is when it's, I'm a good person. Bad things can't happen to me. Like I, I shouldn't, I don't deserve this. Like it's like disqualifying because of this magical land that we're trying to live in. So that's one. Oh, shoot. Yeah. Okay. Separately on that same one is like living in a just world prophecy, like feeling like everything should be what's fair. And if something's and it's not fair, we're like, it's not fair. This isn't how it's supposed to play out because we should be living in a just world. Uh, Okay. I think I'm Um, I'm triggered terms with how bad (laughs) my mental space is. I don't know. 2020 might've taken care of that one for me. Yeah. I mean, this, that, that one, (laughs) That's the what's fair, just world prophecy is just like I feel on the nose. It's on the nose because I'll like still get hung up on like the stuff I got grounded for as a kid that my brothers didn't, you know? Like oh, fairness sure. can really bother me. Don't. <laughs> for sure. I'll still get caught up. Well, still. Speaking of justice in my blood. Speaking of people having more fun and not looking at their feet, <laughs> younger brothers. <laughs> Um, no, for real. Um, okay. Well, actually the next one, personalization, feeling responsible for things out of your control. So a lot of times empaths will do this. They will take on things as if it's theirs to carry. So it's also personalizing experiences. Like, are they mad at me? Um, or just feeling like, um, you're responsible for someone else's feelings. I do this with my parents a lot. Hi mom. If you're Mm -hmm. listening, you already know my issues with that. Okay. <laughs> right. So jumping to conclusions. Oh, so oh, there she is, is. There she is. So this one is um, mind reading and feeling like you already know how someone's going to feel about something. So you like already mark it off in your head. So like, oh. you yeah, you come. I knew, I knew this was going to come for you, Nicole. I yeah. knew it was going to come for you. You come home, and like, let's say you and your significant other, like you want, I mean, I'm just going to make us up a stupid example, but like, um, you want to go to Chipotle and they want to go to Taco Bell and you're like, well, I know they're just not going to agree with me and they're not going to want to go to Chipotle. So I'm not even going to ask. Like, I'm just going to sit here sour and eat my salad and then be sad because I wanted to go to Chipotle, but I already know he's going to say no. Like you already like you, you're already filling in the narrative of someone else. That's mind reading and jumping to conclusions because of that. Okay. This one can not to make you feel like on the spot, but this one, you and I both. Okay. I'm sorry. We've gone through a whole list where I'm like, check, 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 check. And you're like, and then this one is for you. I'm like, okay, whoa. (laughs) Well, this next one, yeah, the next one is called, and this one blew my mind. I literally stopped writing in class. Mind you guys, I'm observing. I'm not the therapist. I'm not licensed. I was just observing for, you know, to get to understand parts of the business. And I am floored by this one. Emotional reasoning. So example, like when we say, I feel like a bad friend. That's a thought, but we're using an emotional word because 
and, and it's making it have more weight in our head because we're saying we feel, but really it is, I think. No. Like, yes. So I'm like, no, in the same way she's saying yes. Like, yeah, we're both in agreement. <laughs> what comes after I feel like is actually a thought. So like someone in class said, I feel like a bad mother. It's like, they think that they're a bad mother, but they don't, that's not a feeling. They can feel guilty about the way that they mothered yesterday. But the, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's wild. I was just like, oh, I just do that all the time. I just interchange the two. Well, I, I feel. <laughs> <laughs> Every, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I get that this one yeah. came after me yeah. because. It's like you're I, saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. And then. Uh, that last is freeing thing. though. I know, right? You're like, no, it's just a thought. And a thought can, a thought, a thought is a thought. It's in coming and in and out. In yeah. and out. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so it, it, a feeling word feels so much more heavier on our hearts, right? But a thought is like, oh, well, you know, I thought, I don't know. I don't need to get on my tangents, but um, that blew my mind and I'm still processing that um, five days later. So that's cool. Um, and then the last three, disqualifying the positive and only focusing on the negative. So if you got mm. accolades for a project, but you had one person, one piece of feedback or one person that said something a little offhand, that is what you'll focus on and not any of the like majority of what you got, which was positive or supportive or encouraging. Which Same is literally question. the number one reason I could never be famous. Are there people <laughs> who don't do that? I know. This is what I'm saying. There's something collective and humanitarian and relieving that I was in a group of people all ages and we all felt these things. I think the disqualifying thing is in my head. I'm not saying this is correct, but what I think is if I got, let's say, 99 comments from people that were positive and there was one negative, I would believe that everyone actually thinks the negative. They just weren't brave enough to say it. No, see, I'm so really, that, oh, that person's having a bad day. <laughs> <laughs> and the reality is that is true, right? Yeah, but that's it makes right. me it makes me filter stuff through. Of I will remember that and be like, oh, is everyone thinking that? But they just aren't saying it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I don't mean to like disqualify or well, disqualify your uh, your experience. It's like I definitely. <laughs> I feel no. I struggle with like the other nine. It's just not that one. But like, I understand though. I do understand. I don't feel like it's an overwhelming like struggle that I have. But I oh no worries. We have one negative podcast review, and it haunts us both. Oh, so. haunts. <laughs> One from an anonymous person. We shouldn't have even said this. Everyone's gonna no, look I know. it up. But yeah, whatever. We'll um, cut it. Yeah, cut. but it has a yeah. cut. But okay. Um. Okay. Last two. Um. Should statements, which uh, we have a mentor named Amy that also talks about this. Like, don't should yourself. Like, should has a connotation of shame. Like, oh, I should go to the store. Um. I and it can sneak up to us too. Like, I have to go to the store. I have to do this. I should do this. I should act that way. So, should statements. Just being mindful of that. And then the last one is all or nothing thinking, which I do fall into a lot of the times. Um, okay, so there's all the, 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 the stuff that, those are all the distortions and those are all the icky feelings that we're all like, ah, I'm feeling personal, personally victimized by this list. Um, <laughs> so then here are some ways to untwist and to help 
heal those cognitive distortions. Okay. So number All one, right. identify the distortion. So like Nicole had said earlier in the episode, just simply understanding that it's happening is a win. Understanding the times when you say, I feel like a bad mother and you stop and you're like, oh, that was the first thought. My second thought is, I think I need a break because I'm feeling a little overwhelmed. Okay. So that like, it's like, I already that, feel healed. Yeah. Continue. <laughs> it's not the first thought. The first thought is going to lie to you. It's the second thought. Cause that's the healing. Um, the second, the second one is examine the evidence. So for the example of like the ratings you got, let's say another podcast has like 10,000 amazing ratings. That is evidently true. That's factual. That's factual. 10,000 people left their review for that podcast. And so like sometimes just, just grounding yourself with the facts can help you, you know, like, oh, I fed my child breakfast today. That's a fact. That's something that makes me feel like a good mother. Oh, which I think that I'm a good mother. I don't know. You guys, I'm still working on it. Cause I just said that I feel like, no, okay, I'm, and then, and then I'm um, so experimental techniques. So play with, I almost said play with yourself. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that. That feels healing. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Be, be curious with your pain and think, hey, what about today? Instead of saying I should for the whole day, I am going to try to say, you know, blank and say and like play games with your distortions and like try them on for size. Like why are our brains kindergartners? Yeah. Like right. why do we have to really be like, <laughs> okay, now you're doing a good job. Today now we're doing of saying should, <laughs> we're going to say, like, you know, but it, it be true like that. It we really do like have that. to treat our brain because it's this old version, right? Especially, yeah. you know, how they say like trauma is the, um, the coping me mechanism you had that stays at the age that you used it. Yes. And that's yeah. what Ooh. they like, that's what they define trauma as. Like if it continues on in your life, but it stayed at your five-year-old self, your seven-year-old self, your eight-year-old self, like whatever, where, whenever that was beneficial for you, it like ambers in time. And then you revert back to that age for that coping mechanism. Mm -hmm. And so it really is like you have to talk to your brain, like it's a kindergartner because it is. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. how amazing is it that those struggles are like the part of it that's hard for you doesn't have to be forever. Yeah. Like totally. it's so reprogrammable. Like it can get better. It's such a beautiful thing that our body is capable of doing. And it wants to heal. That's another yeah. thing. That's the to. coolest thing. Yeah. That's the coolest thing. And something that we've all witnessed when we get out of our own way, and allow mm. it to heal the amount of leaps it can make in such a short amount of time. That's mm -hmm. why it's such a good investment mm -hmm. to take care of yourself in that way because we think of it as so like, oh, that's so hard or I'm, I can't like stop and do that. The brain heals so miraculously fast. Um, okay. So the next one is thinking in shades of gray. So a lot of times with the all or nothing, we're just like, well, I failed it. I am not, I'm horrible at that project. I da 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 da. And uh, it will make us feel basically just like the whole thing is going to be thrown out in the trash. When really, mm -hmm. if we pause and just give ourselves partial success, where did we, where did we 
succeed in part of it. <laughs> I just mm-hmm. repeated myself, but just like living in the gray. It's not like you yeah. completely just did. It's not like, a wash. Yeah, it's not yeah. a wash. Where where is there a little win, a half win? Like, you know, if you're scared of, you know, some people have fears of driving, you know, did you go and get in your car today? And then you went back in your house. That's a win. That yeah. is a win. So those things, um, and then define terms. I loved this one. So this one was talking about, okay, whatever trigger word your brain is lying to you with, like, let's say it's calling you a fool. If you go and look up the word and def- the definition of the word, you might not actually feel like you are that. Like your, your brain is telling you you're a fool. And then you like, look it up and it's like, um, let me look up fool right now. It'll basically just be like a clown, uh, da, 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 like a, some, like something that you're just like, well, yeah. actually, that isn't who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, looking up the word loser and it's like physically has lost a game. Have you lost a game right now? Or do you just know? Okay. Mm-hmm. Or just like kind of removing yourself from the connotation that your brain is feeding you and that feels emotional to you or is a word that is triggering to you because someone called it to you in the past and just looking it up and and feeling like if that gives you relief or not and then this one's my favorite reframing so taking an experience you had and reframing the wordage of it so a, a big helpful one is like instead of apologizing a lot like sorry I'm late sorry that I'm you know talking too much you can say thank you so like thank you for holding space for me Thank you for waiting for me. Thank you for, mm-hmm. your you know, and so. Well, it was interesting because I read something too recently that was talking about how um, apologies, too many apologies actually break trust in a relationship where gratitude always builds a relationship. So when you say, sorry, 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 it actually breaks down the trust because you're saying I did something wrong in yeah. our relationship. Yeah. Even if there was nothing that was wrong, right? Right. right? right, right, Where if you replace that with the gratitude, it builds trust within the relationship to even say, oh, thank you so much for waiting for me. Yeah. Or thank you for holding space for me. Thank you. What it does is subconsciously it builds trust in the relationship instead of breaks it down for the yeah. same exact actions. Exactly. Exactly. Um, that is a great example. Yeah. And then the last one is cost benefit analysis, a good old pros and cons list team. This is one that Kim's a fan of. <laughs> I am. I do yeah, pros and cons list for everything. It's really, really helpful. And you do simple. Yeah. I'm not joking. It for is like, everything. I do everything. Okay. Yeah. Whether I actually do it on paper or not might be different for big decisions 100% it's on paper for minor decisions it's still pro and con in my in my head but I call that like my gas and my brakes yeah oh okay yep so it'll be like oh my gas is my pros my break is my con and so it's just like which one overrides you know yeah yeah wow well brainiacs I love how we were like, anyway, let's just all like bring a quote and we're like, oh, geez. Let's get into our deepest <laughs> cognitive turmoil. Um, okay. Well, I hope you guys had fun with us today. We just wanted to share a little of our heart and a little sauce from Yeah. Each- and I feel like we went to school. This yeah. was fun. Yes. Yeah, we went to session. therapy, collective therapy. 
yeah. really enjoyed this. I'm really glad that Nicole could join for this one and participate in the conversation and that we all got to be together. Like this feels so special. It really does. And Hey, that's a wrap on our season. Thank you for joining us. Send this to a friend, hit us up on our socials and we will see you next season to be announced. Stay in touch. We love you. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. I hope you had fun today. Thank you so much for listening. We're manifesting that this becomes something. So if you enjoyed this, help a sister out and give us a rating or tell your best friend so we can connect more people like you. Talk to us anytime. Easiest to reach us is on our Instagram. Kindle is at Kindle Hannah with no H at the end. And I am at Angela underscore party. Also, we wanted to give a quick shout out to Nicole Spolerich, our magical audio editor, and Scott Hoying from Pentatonics for the sparkly intro. You two make us sound like we're not just two girls sitting on the living room floor with a mic. So we love you for it. Anyway, we love all of you guys. See you next Wednesday and stay woo-woo.